Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about a summertime edition mystery box. Yeah, so this is the second edition now of a new series we're doing called Mystery Box, where we basically include a mix of mini topics that don't necessarily need their own full episode, but that we want to talk about briefly anyway. What those topics are aren't mentioned until you hear it in the episode, so kind of a surprise, basically. And this one, since it's summertime, we figured might as well do some summer topics. Why not start off with a little summer, beachy, sandy topic, and that is sand art slash sand castles? Yeah, I mean, would you consider sand castles to be sand art because i feel like when i think of the word or term sand art i mostly think of those like colored ones with different designs and stuff yeah i know what you mean but i would consider sand castles sand art uh, like it makes sense but yeah i know what you mean just like in the bottles people shape it make either cool colorful shit or sometimes even like photorealistic things or just cool designs patterns i mean did you ever make sandcastles as a kid like when you went to the beach yeah never elaborate never too big always i'll give this sandcastle five minutes of my time and i'll move (laughs) on (laughs) i wouldn't say i was the biggest into it i'm sure i did make some like mini ones but i don't have really any memories of making not even like something elaborate but making like any type of sandcastle like that Like, I do remember playing in the sand, but I feel like a castle specifically, maybe it just seemed too complicated when I was at the age I was messing with sand stuff, or I don't know. But I always thought it was, like, an interesting idea. I don't know if it's still, I'm sure it is, like, still as much of a thing today as it was. But I feel like it was one of those creations, or I don't know what you call it, you know, sand art when you were younger that was part of what you would see, like even in cartoons they would make it or whatever. But I like the idea of them, even though it's temporary. I also like things that are more permanent, so it can go both ways. No, I completely agree with that, actually, because I feel like that's why I never did many, because I felt like, why am I doing this? Like It's the most destructible thing around. Like, the wind can knock it down, you know? A house of cards type thing, where it's like... Especially if you're with other people or, like, little cousins, like... Don't knock it down as a joke. And it's like, yo, this is my life's work right here. (laughs) Um, It's a little shit like that, and it was just, like, not worth it for me. However, I did enjoy when other people were at the beach doing a more elaborate sandcastle. Like, that was, like, nice to see, and I'd see that all the time. I mean, I grew up going to the beach a lot, so... Yeah, like, a lot of people would do that, and I literally would, like, stand around and, like, watch them do it, or sometimes, like, I'd check in, like, every 10 minutes or something, like, go play in the water, go get food or snack, go in the water, then go check the sandcastle, but never, like, into it myself. I guess I was more simple. I was just into, like, digging deep holes and shit in the sand. I don't know why I like that. Yeah, exactly, like, borderline caveman just throwing sand around. (laughs) 
Or yeah, you take like wet sand and throw it at people. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. That shit hurt. Put like wet sand, put in a bucket, like, and you're just satisfied as a kid. That's it. So you need try to make that shit dance like concrete. <laughs> it was fun. So yeah, I guess we can both agree they look nice, but we didn't really make them. So <laughs> pro the visuals, but con putting the work in to make them because they go away. But on the other side, sand art. You know, the bottled one. Have you ever owned, done any yourself? I definitely like the aesthetic of it. As far as if I've owned it maybe once or something, but don't really remember. Making it maybe also, but not really clear memories either. But I definitely like the look of it and that they can come in different shape containers too. It's just a fun visual. Feels like 90s to me i don't know if that's because of you know we were kids then or it's just like the style of it but has that kind of feel yeah i would say it probably peaked somewhere around that time because it also to me almost has like that lava lamp feel even though lava lamps Mm, i think even before then but i would say a little bit more timeless but i i do agree with what you're saying no yeah for sure more timeless also I mean, you know, this progressive podcast is a feminist podcast, but it's also one of those things that I've only really seen like in a girl's bedroom. Mm. I think my cousins have one, probably girlfriends have had one, especially like the really colorful ones. Not that I'd, I'd be against it. I like never bought one, but I'd have it like it looks cool as fuck. Conceptually, super cool. Like the different shaped bottles, obviously like the different color sand is always dope. I'd actually be interested in getting, like, one of the hyper-realistic ones. I don't know if you've seen those, but it's, like, sand art, usually in a bottle, or I've seen them on, like, flat glass container, and i even seen, like, the IG videos of, like, people do sand, and they, like, shape it and literally create, like, trees and mountains, and they have, like, a little needle to move the sand around, and then when they, like, put a top on it or block it, obviously, like, it's so compact, it's not gonna move. And that's just the art it looks pretty cool to me like i wouldn't mind having that in my room but i don't know that i've ever really seen them around i just looked it up now as you were saying that and i don't think i've seen these before but kind of interesting i mean it feels like an evolution in a way and kind of shows even more of the range of what you can do with sand art so i think it kind of expands i guess the possibilities I still like the colored sand art more. I mean, sometimes simpler is better, but these are interesting too and definitely more artistic or at least like more craft skill goes into them. Overall, I think sand art is mostly fun and interesting and not as pretentious as other types of art and has that kind of childhood feel to it most of the time, except for some of the kind of later stuff that you were mentioning which is a bit more detail artistic oriented but overall pro i would say sand castles i'm like kind of neutral on it for sand art itself that one i'd go like light pro and i also like the new version of it with like the more realistic sand art let's get into two similar games hide and seek and manhunt one of them is a bit more summer than the other To me, at least, Manhunt is pretty much a summer game, but... I'd say it's a summer game for sure. Let's start with the childhood one, though, Hide and Go Seek, or 
just hide and seek and then get into the evolution since manhunt is more of a teenage years type thing so with hide and seek i feel like that's definitely something more as a kid that you're into like really young probably because as you get older you think it's just stupid or not challenging or you get so good at it that it's just like impossible to do anyway i feel like you have to have like a confined space to do it whereas manhunt which we'll get to you kind of play that outside and in the parks or the streets where hide and go seek i feel like has to work within a certain area otherwise it's just too big a range to cover yeah if anything i would say they're similar games but one comes with like rules regulations you know <laughs> like you said confined spaces and that's hide and seek like yo it's in this house Sometimes there's even limitations, you know, as a kid, like, yo, my mom will get mad if we go in her room, you can't do the room, uh, we gotta stay in the basement, you know, first floor area. Uh, so there's like a bunch of rules and shit. And Manhunt, like you said, yes, outside, kind of the rules are a little bit off. The world is yours type of thing, you know. I have memories of that being in the summer, dusk or at night, and you're playing in the park or streets, like I said, and... Should we be explaining what Manhunt is? Yeah, probably. I mean, basically, like a version of Tag, pretty much. I get a feeling that Manhunt is like a Northeast game. At least a title, or how we call it. And isn't it called like Indians versus Cowboys or some shit like that? Uh, I know that is a game. Is that the same thing? I think it's the same thing. Like, you have two teams, and obviously, you're hunting the other team. But I could be wrong. I was just looking up the Cowboys and Indians thing, and it seems like basically that and also cops and robbers are the same thing pretty much as Manhunt. I mean, around at least the idea of you tagging people and putting them in a quote-unquote jail, and then other people can tag them to free them if they're on their team and whatnot. Manhunt, they say, yeah, it's like usually played at night, though, and stuff like that, but... That one they specifically reference as like a mixture of hide and seek and tag. Yeah, essentially, uh, am I tripping or like once you hunt the first person, you team up with the person you hunted to hunt the others? Or is that another game? Can't remember for sure. Because I feel like we used to play like that, but it's because there's always one f really fast kid, you know? Like. Oh yeah, I just looked up real quick and it's saying that there's two teams, the Hydras and the Seekers. Yeah, yeah, there it is. So maybe we even used to play with, like, different rules. You know how, like, everyone plays Uno with, like, slightly different rules or even Monopoly? Yeah. Because I remember that. I think we used to start with one, and then, like, whoever you found was now part of your team. And then, like, you go on until, like, the last person's, like, obviously the winner, but it's like a search. Right. Yeah, I think you can also play it where there's, like, a jail area. And then other teammates can tag them and then they're free. But I think there was a version, like you're saying, too. People for sure made up their own rules and just, you know, adapted it to what you wanted to do. Yeah. And at least how I remember playing it, we used to play it in a similar way to hide and seek, where, like, we set boundaries or rules of, like, yeah. You can only play from 231st to 233rd. Right. Because you don't want to make it a fucking citywide thing. Like, I would be running with you for, like, eight blocks, you know? But it was almost confined, but just in this way bigger area. Not just, like, a household, you know, or something like that. 
I don't really remember the last time I played it, but I'll have to say it was somewhere around 2008, <laughs> 2007, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it could even be earlier than that for me, possibly. Damn, that sounds crazy. So long ago. But when was the last time you played hide and seek, though? Because it had to be before. That, I, I have no idea. Well, actually, I played two years ago. Now you imagine? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I mean, if you have, like, a young niece or nephew or something, or obviously when you become a parent, but otherwise, not really playing it. Yeah, I actually haven't played hide-and-seek in a minute, even though I have two really young siblings, like, way younger than me. I think I did play with, like, my older of my two younger siblings, but I'm, like, too good at hide-and-seek for a kid, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, it will take too long. But I did used to play hide-and-seek a lot because, I mean, you know, most of my cousins and stuff because we went to the same school and stuff. But I grew up with other cousins in the household. Like, my grandma used to take care of us. And, you know, when you got a bunch of kids in the house, like, we're going to figure out shit to do or play. And -and hide-and-seek was one of them. So I used to play it a good amount, probably up to, like, like a middle school and shit we were like grown-ass kids even though i was like a young middle schooler you know because i was like a grade ahead but yeah hide and seek i don't know which one do you prefer out of the two i'm leaning more towards manhunt just because it's more recent and it still feels like a kind of cool game not that i'm like itching to play it or anything but i don't know hide and seek is also a classic you know and that ran so everything else could walk type thing so Uh no pun i guess but yeah you got a point there uh i feel like if we somehow made like a grown-up version of manhunt like to play now like whether it is like getting a paintball gun that holds like 10 bullets or pellets whatever you call them and like you gotta find the person you know like in the outside of woods and like in order for them to be it or for you to catch them you gotta like hit them with a paintball that'll be fire like i'll play that right now (laughs) (laughs) Um, make it, I don't know, it's like adding like a little Call of Duty aspect to it, you know? It's like finding someone. Yeah, or like laser tag or something. Yeah, yeah, something. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Hide and seek. What would be like a grown version of hide and seek? Everyone gets drunk and then play it? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? I guess that's one way. Maybe rent out a fucking warehouse or some shit. I don't know, like a big place and have like 30 people play maybe. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, or even, you know, we've talked about how we con cruise ships and stuff and the idea Ooh. of that. But I feel like that would be a good place. Literally, you have nowhere else to go. The ocean's there. And it's kind of fair playing ground because no one, you know, really knows it better than the other person. Yeah, that's true. I feel like a fair territory where, like, everyone knows it equally is also crucial. Oh, you know what would be dope? Like a baseball stadium. If you just had full access, you know, like you and, I don't know, 20, 30 people even. I'm sure Drake is doing that somewhere with his bestie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rent out the stadium and play hide and seek, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, that'd be so dope. We didn't really talk about tag that much either, but if you're going to play tag, you might as well play Manhunt. Yeah, like grow up a little bit, spice it up. <laughs> Shout out to tag the movie, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Talk about grown-ass man playing tag. Oh, that's a good example. I mean, for those who don't know, basically the movie is these adults who have been playing tag since they were kids, but it's like this one long game. 
so they always tag each other at the most random moments. Wife is giving birth or they're in the middle of a procedure as a doctor or whatever it is, but they're trying to avoid getting tagged by each other. And it has like pretty big actors. I forget who was in it exactly. No, yeah, there's a couple big actors in it. I was surprised. And it's kind of based on a true story, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it was a cool little fun movie. Like, I liked it a little better than I thought I would. Yeah, it's Jeremy Renner, John Hamm. John Hamm. Isla Fisher, Jake Johnson, Ed Helms, Hannibal Burris, Rashida Jones, Lil Rel, some other people. Overall, I'll probably pro both of these. Uh, Hide and Seek, just because of the nostalgic factor. Like, I played it a bunch with my cousins and stuff. Uh, Manhunt, usually a nice summer night some slushies after a nice game yeah i'd probably go with like a light to solid pro on both games like i said i think hide and seek is a classic but also you kind of age out of it so i might go with the neutral for that and then manhunt i go with the light pro just because you don't really play it as an adult it's like a limited window but still fun so i go manhunt over hide and seek Let's finish off this episode with probably my favorite thing of the summer, even though I eat a year-round, at least now, Jenny's Ice Cream. That J-E-N-I apostrophe S. That's right. Get it right. And remember the name, because <laughs> I'm going to start off strong. It's the best ice cream out there right now, hands down. Everyone I put onto this is like in love with it. Luckily, this is now being sold at grocery stores supermarkets so go find it but let's get into it i think we both got into it from their collaboration with tyler right or did you hear about them before that i knew about them before because of shane from the shane show Mm, right if you guys don't know shane shane i don't know it's a personality he had a podcast we used to listen to yeah shane powers he'd often talk about like places or foods never like a major talk but sometimes like at the beginning of the episode they'll talk about their day and he'll be like oh i ate this or i ate that and i think once or twice he mentioned jenny's but it was kind of like oh great that's like you know near hollywood cool that whole la side that i'm not currently in so i like pushed it off and then yeah pretty much what you were saying a little later on tyler the creator did a little collab you already know the collab era with jenny's ice cream and we ordered that bitch, and I'm so happy we did, even though it was pretty expensive. Yeah, I mean, you took the initiative on ordering that, got like a whole box, came in like a freezer type thing or whatever it is. Yeah, that was the first time I had it, the Pluto Blue flavor that Tyler did, which is like a cotton candy type thing, if I remember right. It was like blue and pink and stuff. It almost tasted more like sherbet. And now that I've had, like, other flavors from Jenny since, it seems like one of the most different ones they've done. But basically had that, and it was, like, interesting, something different. But I didn't try others until around the beginning of the year, maybe. I saw they had them in Whole Foods and then tried a flavor, started trying some others because it was really good and have now tried a bunch of them and they just pretty much don't miss and if it's something you don't like it's more because you don't like the flavor of whatever the theme is but 
as far as quality, I mean, they don't disappoint. And even the ones that you do think aren't necessarily going to be for you, you might be surprised because they just make it work. That's where Jenny don't miss, man. Like <laughs> Jenny is scientist. Jenny, Jenny is psychologist. <laughs> I hope Jenny's a real person. I think so. She is, yeah. Jenny knows what she's doing. And yeah, that was the case for me. Like, obviously, we got into it because of the title of the creator one. And it was like his take on a sherbet, like you said. That's what it tasted to me like, but slightly different flavor. It was good, but... I think you mentioned that when we ordered it, I also got like a box of other flavors. I think I had four other flavors or four in total. And out of the four, I think I liked Tyler's the least, even though I really liked it. Like I'd buy it again, but it was just like everything else was so like spot on. And that was the case for me. Jenny, Jenny changed my life. <laughs> I was a known hater of any sort of mint on dessert period. Jenny said, Kev, hold up. <laughs> Try this Savannah butter mint and then talk to me. Jenny was right. Should change my <laughs> life. And I am now technically a fan of minty ice cream. Now, am I talking specifically about this one? Yes, but now I could kind of understand why someone might like a mint ice cream. And when someone, a food or something can change the way you look at things... <laughs> that's powerful me personally i am a mint fan but my dad is like you like he hates mint stuff on ice cream and just in general but even him i had tried some of that flavor and he was like you know not bad it has a good texture to it like it's pretty refreshing can't lie see the only thing i don't like is that i still haven't caught that at the supermarket yet even though they have decent flavors at the supermarket, I currently in my freezer have a nice gooey butter cake flavor. Probably my favorite out of the options I have at the market. Yeah, the pink box one. Pink one. Yeah, can't go wrong. Texture, beautiful. Pieces of cake. Talk about caramel. Which is weird. Like, this is fucking hard frozen, but the caramel still, like, melts it. And I've killed a pint of this in one sitting before, and I don't feel gross after. Like, she's also a nutritionist. She does it all. And yeah, I mean, this is one of those topics where I don't have many cons other than price. The price. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we said that at the same time because <laughs> I didn't want to be alone in this. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I said it like I have some on my freezer right now, which means I'm OK with paying this price. It's that good. But we're talking like almost double of what like Haagen-Dazs or Ben and Jerry's would cost you, at least where I buy it. I think it's like three or four more bucks. Which is insane, because Haagen-Dazs and Ben & Jerry's is technically already the expensive ice cream. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but then you're paying another three bucks on top of that for the same size. Yeah, it's basically like, what, eight or nine? I think I paid nine. Yeah. For the, what, it's a pint or whatever it is. I think that's considered a pint, yeah. When, yeah, I think Haagen-Dazs pint is like four ninety nine or maybe five ninety. Yeah, I know Ben & Jerry's is around like five or something. And Ben is usually right around there so yeah you're paying legit or i'm paying like three more bucks which is 30 percent more in the price no yeah it's like the technically same thing. the same shit but it's worth it and i've put on a couple people to it and they're also keep buying it yeah i have very little negative to say yeah and the flavor is also if we haven't been kind of emphasizing it enough it's not just like you know vanilla chocolate strawberry it's like they bring in these different 
kinds of blends together to create these unique ones. And even like there's a Boston cream one that I like. There's a birthday cake one that's good. Like Ooh, delicious. There's different options. And they keep coming out with new flavors. And also they do collaborations. Like there was the Tyler one, which we mentioned, which he also did a mint flavor for that. But there was like a Dolly Parton one that came out recently. So I think they're going to keep doing those. I mean, it helps spread the brand reached us. So I got to say the Dolly Parton one looks insane. Like I need to get my hands on some. <laughs> Anything with strawberries and ice cream, I'm in. You throw a little bit of texture. Yeah, it's like pretzels mixed in, right? Now you throw in saltiness with the sweetness. And (laughs) yeah, I'm starting to sweat. It's it's delicious. Um, But yeah, overall, Jenny's one of the biggest pros I could give on the show. I've only done that like three or four times, I think. Flavors are crazy. And yes, not just your average flavors. Like you're getting crazy shit. Getting your money's worth. Good quality ingredients. Major pro. Yeah, great logo, great design in the packaging, great ice cream, great flavors. I mean, like we said, you can only take points off for the price, which you get what you pay for in a good way with it. I'm going to go with a heavy pro as well. That wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Kev. You can find me at Same Old Kev pretty much everywhere. And I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack from Summer, Summer with an O, on everything. And this was not sponsored by Jenny's, but I wish we were. Yeah, reach out. Let's collab. Pros and cons. Half and half. Oh. Yeah, let's get those half and halves cracking.